Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, James, I don't like being pregnant anymore. Well, what are you going to do about it? I was thinking that I might just give up now. Give up? You can't give up now, Claire. Would you like to take the baby? Take it where? Into your belly. <laughs> Is that legal? To Mexico for a cocktail. What do you mean? Yeah, just strap it to you. Carry no. it for the next couple of months. Honestly, Claire, Claire, if I could, I wouldn't. But I appreciate <laughs> the offer. You did say to me today when I was like sobbing because I'm pregnant and hormonal and one minute I'm like super lovely to you and the next minute I'm like in a – Fit of despair. You're pretty good. I think you're think you're a bit too harsh on yourself. Yeah, you did say to me though. Hello, by the way. This is just oh, yeah, pod. I'm Claire. I think we're just having a conversation. I know. I just know. Off top, off pod, off top. Um, that's James over there. We suggest things to you. I suggest to anyone listening, don't get pregnant. Mm. I suggest if you or gonna... if you want, do. Wow, that's a what a startling <laughs> revelation. But look, we don't only recommend horrible life choices. We also recommend TV shows or books or movies or anything at all, really. Suggestibles, we call them, like the name of this podcast. Yeah, I know. Would you like to go first this Stating week, Stating the obvious, Captain Obvious. Oh, that's Jeez. me. That's no me. No wonder you couldn't carry a baby for nine months. I've done it for six. I'm not allowed legally. What do you mean legally? It's in the Constitution. No, physiologically, mate. You wouldn't mm. be able to cope. That's what you said to me. You're like, I complained about my gallbladder operation a lot. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. The thing is, though, if I was to carry a baby, I would carry it on my back like a backpack. <laughs> I feel like it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Yeah, I agree. I, we've talked about this We should before. be able to shift it. Yeah. We've like, talked about how wombats should be able to carry them like in a around pouch. It. Yeah. yeah, they can remember like wombat babies face out the bottom well, under the anus. Wombats, they're <laughs> born. I like saying that word. They're born. It's no, really but they're funny not, to me. Because they're born early, like when they're re- like little, little like jelly bean kind of things and they crawl into the pouch. So they're not actually – and then that's where they kind of get sustenance or whatever. Yeah, and they hang in there. They hang in there. I can't decide if I'd like a pouch or not. Well, tell you what, we don't have to do the pouch <laughs> surgery today. I'll let you think about it. I just feel like if I was having a cocktail, you know, once the baby's like old enough to like – Climb in and out. I'd yeah. be sitting having a lovely cocktail, and all of a sudden, the creature would crawl out of me. That sounds horrible. I know, mm. doesn't it? No, I'm happy with this situation. Okay, you've thought about it, have you? And Mother <laughs> yeah, Nature got it I right. Terrific. Want, I don't want a pouch with a baby crawling out of it all the time. All right, you want to go first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Normally, right. gentlemen's first, but I'll go first. Whatever, man. This week. Okay, it's slightly controversial. This recommendation. Whoa! It is Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary that has just dropped on Netflix and recently. Why is that controversial? Well, look, I have not been like the hugest fan of Taylor Swift's music. I, I like, I respect her as an artist. I yeah, think you can, awesome, good you job. Can, you can respect somebody and not to like be anything fair, they do. I also sing along to some of those songs, and they're great. Yeah. And shake it up, shake it up. I'm all about they're it. Pop tunes, they're big pop they're hit big tunes. Pop hit pop tunes. And so, I don't know, I just had never really thought beyond her as sort of someone that creates pop music and is gorgeous and blonde and seems like a nice person, but hadn't really thought more about it than that. But honestly, 
I was blown away by this documentary, but it's not really a documentary. It's no, more, obviously it's curated by a people. Well, it's, it's also written all by her. Yeah. And it's directed by Lana Wilson. So it follows Swift through the past couple of years from her Reputation era, that's her album Reputation, which was Swift's pop dark horse of a sixth album, Ooh. which kind of just like exploded and everyone loved Ooh. so much. And she kind of has been reinventing herself all the time. Um, and it follows all the way to the creation of Lover, which is her latest work so released this documentary, in August 2019. Uh, was coincidentally came out around the same time as her new album. Uh, no, interesting. Well, no, August 2019 was last year when her album came out. Oh, okay. And this only came out like recently. Oh, there you go. Well, I apologize. So, yeah, stop being so cynical. Please but yeah, obviously. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? I've become a big fan actually now after watching this doco because she's actually quite kind of geeky and very dedicated and hardworking. And like most people that you see are at that kind of echelon of success, bloody work ethic up the wazoo. Like the Lady Gaga documentary was also brilliant and I felt exactly the same when I watched it, just in awe of their persistence and resilience and work ethic. I mean, also, they have a lot of money and fame and all those things, but there's a reason why they are there and she's very talented. So it's great. It sort of flicks between home video and like she reads excerpts of her diary. Some of it's quite cringeworthy, shows her cats and she's all a bit emosh when she doesn't win Grammys and things and you know, or whatever they are, the the music awards. Ah, bleeds for it, really does. Yeah, I, well, it, <laughs> they did show. I did see <laughs> no, that bit where Kanye West storms on stage and My like goodness. takes it. Yeah, so for, for anyone who doesn't know that, the <laughs> everybody, um, everybody knows this. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll just recap sure. very briefly. So. Taylor Swift was 19, you have to remember. She was standing on the stage by herself accepting her award for Video of the Year at the 2009 MTV VMAs. And she looks quite fragile in those early years. You can kind of see she's very skinny. She's, she's clearly – it's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. And she's clearly – and she even says in this she's she grew up in the spotlight. She wanted to do this since she was, you know, five or something. And so she's kind of been taught never to step out of line. She just seeks approval and wants everyone to love her and like her and be perfect all the time. And you can just see her – with this perfect blonde hair and the perfect, you know, little face with the perfect dress and everything, trying to be Miss Perfect. So talented and driven. And then Kanye West gets up there and basically says that Beyonce should have won and kind of it, – it's, it's very like – He just hijacks the entire hijacks thing. Hijacks her yeah. moment. And, you know, and then she doesn't know what to do. She's kind of lost for words and seems to freak out and she's trying to be really polite. And it just broke my heart. I thought, God, when you're 19, you're still a kid. Yeah. You know, and he really exploited her and then later on went and talked about her in some of his music videos. And yes, and put her. Uh, yeah, uh, had like her in like a, a person dressed up like her in a yeah. sexy pose and all that stuff. Kanye West has his own problems and he's clearly an insane person. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that's still not. Cool. It's not cool. Yeah. And I think at the time it's I like, probably – It's like, shut up. It's nothing to do with you. I You're not know. involved in either of those situations. Yeah. And look, I think also at the time I probably was like, oh, yeah, this is music, pop, drama, whatever. It probably did a lot for her career in some ways, da, 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 all of that stuff. But when I looked back on it, I thought, well, actually, watching this doco from a different lens, maybe as someone who's like 34, you kind of think, bloody hell, you know, women often get – kind of railroaded in that industry. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's this whole expectation around image and, you know, she talks a little bit about eating disorders. But what I find is most interesting and why I really enjoyed it was because it 
it shows her progress as someone who ends up finding her voice. So, you know, there's a really sad moment where she talks about how she hadn't had a burrito till two years ago or something, <laughs> which I know doesn't seem like very sad. It's not the saddest thing, but she does. It's talk- heartbreaking. Oh, my God. No, but I, no I know what you mean. I know what, what you're I'm saying. trying to explain is that she probably spent 25, 30 years of her life on really terribly strict diets, obsessing over her weight, having everyone scrutinize her mm. and developed an eating disorder because of that. But what is really interesting, anyway, I'm sidetracking. My brain's not working is she finds her political voice and she comes out. Yeah, because there was a big thing of like why hasn't she said anything. Yeah, and she, of, and and you can uh, see why because I don't know if you know about the Dixie Chicks, but the yes. Dixie Chicks came out and Against talked about President Bush, Bush yeah. and their career was effectively ruined. Their mm. names were mud. They're, ba- they're back now, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, but not at the height that they no. were. And so her record label, because she started in country music, really advised against it and there's this room where she sits and she has to kind of battle these old white dudes, including her dad, to say that she really wants to come out, you know, promoting the Democratic candidate and, you know, fighting against Trump and the values that he kind of espoused. And so that's really interesting watching her and watching kind of her growing understanding of just how much she was a a product of, you know, wanting everyone to like her and do the right thing and never step out of line and, and how she needed to find her voice and all of that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So it is quite a feminist, you know, doco really. So autobiography really, I guess. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. Okay, cool. I won't watch it, but I appreciate that you like it and then other people will. <laughs> all right. Because I genuinely don't like music docos. I, d- I feel like though, have you watched the Lady Gaga one or the Amy Winehouse no, one? No, I, I would – I. I I really want to watch the Amy Winehouse one in particular. You should. I think you're saying that, but you never watch music docos. Yes, that's so right. that's why you're saying that you don't like them. Yeah. It's like you with surfing. I don't like surfing. You've never surfed. I don't want to surf, Claire. How do you, okay, guys, he is obsessed with not ever no, surfing. You Claire put your is foot obsessed down with making so, me yeah, but, surf. Yeah, because some, you've but never, I don't want ever to. done it. But I don't want to. But how do you know if you've never done it? How do I know I don't want to? Because I'm in my own head because I'm me. He's so angry. He gets so angry. No, because you. He's so angry. Why she is cannot so angry? let this go. Yeah, because I think you'd really like it. I've loved it. I've done it a few times. I'm not an expert. But the thing is that I don't you like, think. You like body surfing. You I like do. showing off your bod. I love showing off my your bod. dad bod. I love showing off my dad. <laughs> but I don't. I just don't want to. It's like, why don't I slam my dick in a door? Because I don't want to. But that would be painful. Are you, what are you, are you afraid of the board? You think you're going to like demasculinize me if <laughs> no, that is I a don't. word? You think I'm going to be like, don't. well, I'll show you <laughs> and I'll run out to the surf? You're only on this surf for a short amount of time. Claim. I'm never going to do it. <laughs> it's got to the point now I'm never going to go no, back no, on it. No, dug your heels yep. in. This is what he does. He's I so will, bloody stubborn. I will, for the rest of my life. I you are never going it. to try nah, it. Because if I do, I'll never hear the end of it for but good or ill. Oh, my God. I think this is because secretly surfer boys and men are your nemesis. Because they're all nemesis. tall and blonde and you don't want to go in there and make a fool of yourself and get hit by the board. I'm happy to make a fool of myself in the ocean, Claire. I feel like because you're fairly short, so you're low centre of gravity, <laughs> you'll be fine. And you've got tiny it's little legs. It's not about whether you or not I'll be, be good at it. You'll be able to leap straight up thing onto is, Claire, that board. I bet I'm an excellent surfer. I bet I'm the best surfer in the world. I reckon you But okay, I don't want down. to do it. I'd say that you could probably eventually get up on the board for a couple of rides of the wave. Yeah. Your anyway, brother did it recently yeah. for the first time and he was like, it was fine. 
Which is exactly what I feel like it'll be. It's like you spend a lot of time just paddling around the ocean. I'd rather just swim. Which is lovely. I'd rather just swim. No. Nah. I stand by your brother. <laughs> right. I stand by my brother too. However, in this instance, I think you should make up your own mind. Well, I have. Actually, have no, made up my own mind. This is and my ridiculous. own mind says, I don't want to like, do it. This is like we were trying to get our son to eat apple tonight, and he was like, I don't like apple. And I'm like, You don't eat apple, which is why you don't like it. You have to try new things. Mm. Yeah, it's not really the same, is it? I mean, sort of the same. I'd Shut ra- up, go surfing. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway, get on with your recommendation. We're wasting time. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about Dr. Sleep. Have you ever are seen you the movie? Are you going to talk about what a baby you are about at- surfing? I've already talked about that. Yeah. Would I'm you never s- going to surf. You can't make me. I'm just not going to do it. James, I'm carrying your child. Mm-hmm. What if Why I go out there and can't you do this one thing for me? And I get thrown off and I dash my head on a rock and I die. Well, then you would have lived your life to the fullest. And at your funeral I'll say he lived his life like he died. Yeah, he lived his pain. life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Being told what to do by his wife. He died doing the thing he hated the most, just as he always suspected that he would. Anyway, Dr. Sleep. If you die like that, that would be... You know what? I hope I do die. I hope I do. Hey, touch wood, don't say that. I hope I do. I hope I go surfing and I get bitten in half by a shark (laughs) or I smash my head on a rock or a piece of coral cuts my throat when I get dunked by a wave. I hope it happens. <laughs> is that why you don't like swimming in the ocean very much? I like swimming in the ocean. Do you? Yes, I'm married to it. <laughs> you know, you're married to me. My first love, Claire. Oh, you don't like swimming in the ocean. Is anyway, isn't the like show about fucking something else? <laughs> I know, okay, I'm sorry, so this is a really Dr. bad. Sleep. Uh, it's, okay. So, have you ever seen The Shining? Directed yes. by Stanley Kubrick, yes, Jack Nicholson. It's a yes, horror correct. movie from the early '80s, I yes, believe. And I, yes. It's anyway. No, it's not. Uh, there's a sequel. It's directed by Mike Flanagan, who's a really kind of underrated horror director who's done some things that are good, but a lot of people haven't seen. Gerald's Game uh, was on Netflix recently a few years back. Oculus, which I haven't seen, which is an underrated horror film as well. Anyway, this acts as a sequel to The Shining, the classic Stephen King novel and also movie, where Danny, the kid from The Shining, is all grown up and now he's Ewan McGregor and he's struggling uh, – with mental health and alcoholism because his dad chased him with an axe. I don't know if you remember how that movie went. <laughs> uh, and that Imagine been... if you grew up and became Ewan McGregor. Oh, my God. What a dream. I know. He's such a dream, oh, He's the best. I know. Anyway, he's... Your gift is my soul. That's not the words to that song. You. It's my gift <laughs> is my soul, not your gift is I your soul. I'm really bad with song lyrics. Yeah, no shit. Okay. Anyway, he's magic or something. And he lives in a world where other some people are magic and he calls it The Shining and there's also a group of like a coven it of like... It is The Shining. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. And they kind of roam around. And there there are these potentially immortal beings that eat people like Ewan McGregor and his magic, right? They eat Ewan McGregor. Yeah, they eat your, they eat your, your, your soul. Oh, like his a, magic. Yeah, and other people and like there's a little kid who has it as well or whatever. So it's this psychological slash actual horror film slash thriller and at the end they also, not at the end, but during the movie they end up back at the Shining Hotel for a showdown. Oh, this that movie, classic yeah, place. This movie like tanked like horribly. Nobody saw it. Came out last year and it's just come to streaming. And it's great. It's really good. It's uh, it's more kind of crowd-pleasing than The Shining because The Shining's a real head fuck or whatever. But uh, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, unless you kind of 
think about it and, you know, whatever, dwell on it. And it's got some spooky imagery. And I just think it's just a really good follow-up to a movie that probably shouldn't have ever existed. Like it shouldn't be a sequel. It's like that yeah. Blade Runner sequel. They shouldn't have made it because no one's going to see this. But it's out there and you can absolutely watch it. And Mike Flanagan's a great director and I feel like he's probably one or a couple of movies away from having like a huge breakout movie. And I hope he is because he's, he's just really, he's really good at this cool. and it's a great movie. Awesome. So where can you see it? On uh, the- I streamed off YouTube. Um, all right. I rented so you can get it from all the yeah, public anyway, it'll be, it'll be everywhere, Play, presumably. All the places. There was a few iTunes. Stephen, yeah, there was, a few, there was three Stephen King movies last year. Just there were others on streaming, but there was that, and there was remake of Pet Cemetery, and then was it Chapter Two. We're in a real Stephen King Renaissance. Oh, uh, my favorite type of Doctor, Renaissance. Well, actually, I haven't seen um, Pet Cemetery. I heard, it's, I heard it's good, but not great. But I, this was my favorite of all the recent-ish Stephen King adaptations. Right. I really liked it a lot. So, okay. Yeah. Well, would I be it's able to It's also not cope? too spooky. That's like, what it's I was going to say. Would I be able like... to cope with the level of spookiness? Uh, mate, yeah, I think you could. Okay, There's cool. also a great moment where all the magic people turn up to, like, capture Ewan McGregor and this girl, and he just shoots a lot of them with a gun. And it's just great because he's not even using his magic. He's shooting people. <laughs> and it's great. Is this like how now you've decided you're going to punch all the Disney characters? I'm going to punch them all. You're full of violence. Not this all. This is why I think you should go surfing. This is if they're coming at me, Claire. You, when, didn't, what, you what didn't hear universe, the context. In what universe are all the Disney characters coming at you at Mason once? made the scenario, or maybe I, we made it together, where he just lists some Disney characters, and if they're coming at me, would I, would I attack them back? Would he? From Toy Story? Yeah. yeah. I'd boot him into an open fire. <laughs> People have been asking me on Twitter, throw them away, I'll tell you what I do. Actually, Collins, who edits the show, made a video Yeah, exactly. That, and it was very funny, even though I don't condone violence. Fergal quickly did a great poster of me punching Mickey Mouse. He certainly did. Uh, I punched Mickey Fair. Mouse. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Anyway, what's what are you up to? What are you doing? All right, okay. So, just on a side note, I watched Parasite. Oh yeah, what you uh, think? which one best best movie yes. at the Oscars? And it was great, directed by Bong Joon Ho. Mm-hmm. And you also talked about this like no, we should ago. definitely talk about it again because so just, I don't want to oh, like yeah. go deep dive into it because you've already done that. Collins can link that below. But I just thought it was a great tragic comedy and very. Beautifully crafted. The score is amazing. Mm. The acting's really cool. The way the acts shift. Yeah, the yeah, acts like shift. It develops the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way that it walks a knife edge between being kind of slapstick comedy and mm. quirky and weird and funny to just suddenly being really gruesome yeah. and shocking. Mm. And it also leaves you with the same feeling that Oakja, which is another of his films. Yeah, Netflix um, was the last one he did, yeah. Yeah, which it just stays with you yeah. for a long time. And I think that just even the set, how one side of it is this underground kind of basement that one family lives in mm. and the other is this beautifully architectured house with light and 
lots of glass the and gorgeous grass. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And the Mason told me, I didn't know this, but they built it just from like, is that a real house? But no, they built it for. Oh, wow, yeah. for the movie. Yeah. Well, it's. It, Which of course they did. Of course yeah. they did. But <laughs> it just but, yeah. works so beautifully. Yeah. And just looking at that, so looking at the class system in Seoul in South Korea um, and then relationships, but then also the relationships within the families and you contrast yes. the wealthy family but maybe how disparate they are and not yeah. really very connected to each other and how the family that lives in the basement for all of their kind of struggles and, you know, they're, you know, they're quite quirky and a bit kind of down. They're down. also terrible. They're also a bit terrible, a bit yeah. lazy. But you also understand sneaky. why they're terrible. Yeah. Because they want to just, you know, you don't want to live in a horrible, horrible yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. So they're sort of not, but they're not very get up and go-y. No, I would say they are. But I think are, some uh, people are presented this... with opportunities and some people aren't. I think that's part of it as well. It's who, very much who you know because they're all very intelligent. Yeah, they just, are. You know. but they And I guess they're kind of, you see them really in their when they're at home kind yeah. of just chilling out or whatever, which is, you know, very reminiscent of what we all look like, I sure. guess, and we're just like eating Doritos on the couch or whatever. So, I yeah, I just thought it was really, really I clever. don't eat Doritos on the couch because I'm working on my surfboard, you know. Yeah, correct. And I don't actually ever eat Doritos either. I don't know why I said I that. I bought Doritos. I would only eat Doritos, <laughs> so I do not buy them. Correct. They are delicious. Mm. Yeah, I just thought, and it was it was just one of those films that will stay with you. And I'm surprised it won, though. Me too. Really surprised. Uh, I, it's I mean, a foreign, it's, it's the first foreign film. The first foreign film ever. Mm, uh, it's, it's also, I mean, in my opinion, it is easily the best film from that, that category of films by a long way. I mean, yeah. I, I know there are people who disagree on that, and that's award shows and you know, opinions and whatever, but yeah. it's, it's the best film. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I would completely agree with that. Mm. I would um, because it's surprising and different. Yeah. And the, the acting is amazing. And, and the don't let the subtitles put you off because no, you, just, you just kind of, I don't know, it just feels so, it just brings you it's right into it. It's beautifully shot. Yeah, yeah mm. it does. It really brings you into the story. Yeah. And, and what starts off as quite a seemingly innocuous story too. Yeah. Seems very innocuous. Like, like if you saw it on SBS farce. very briefly, you'd be like, "Oh, what's this?" Yeah, you know, mm. it's sort of yeah, but it really builds in on itself, and it becomes more and more intricate, and yeah. kind of it says a lot about the divide between the rich, absolutely, and yeah, those people who everywhere, pop. yeah, absolutely, it does, absolutely, makes you feel a little Even bit like, like a privileged it, asshole. There's a moment where it, it rains, and the family who live like on the hill in the beautiful house are like, "Oh, it's raining." Oh, how and lovely. the family yeah. who live, you know, in, in the, the basement. horrible basement, the, the whole house, house gets flooded. floods, the sewerage. The toilet just bubbles up with sewerage and it's yeah. just, and it's just awful. And uh, it's just – it's just – Yeah, it's it's a real statement, I think. It's all, it's I've, a film – I've said this before. You can smell it. Yeah, that's very Is that, true. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes, I do, I do know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do – and it – I don't know how to explain yeah. it better than that. No, no, but it's it's very uh, – I can't even describe it. It feels tangible. I yeah, don't know what it, it is. does. Yeah. I think it's the way it's shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's a lot of description actually of mm. scent and that, – That's true, yeah. Too, I think. But, yeah it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Anyway, I totally recommend that, obviously, 
as most people have. But my other recommendation I wanted to briefly talk about uh, was a podcast that's just dropped. A little podcast. Yeah, it's the season four of this podcast called The Pineman Project. It's produced by Monique Bowley from the ABC. And yeah. this one, this season is hosted by comedian and journalist Jan Fran. Um, it's a great show anyway. Like their first season is all about money really. And they look I love at, money. Yeah, well, don't we all? But it's just about all of the things that we never get taught about money and how to make money, how to what is a superannuation thing, what about home loans, all of that kind of stuff. But the reason I'm suggesting this particular season is I think it's really interesting. They're looking at death. Which ah. I know is kind of particularly in our culture quite a taboo topic to discuss, um, but I think really important. And the, this first episode, it's only twenty minute episodes. It looks at what well, starts with a wife who woke up and her husband was dead. <laughs> Classic. I know. What a dream. <laughs> No, I'm joking. It was horrifying. You'll be sorry. My head is dashed on a rock. Um, But it's not – I know, no, I'm I'm only joking. But what I thought was interesting was it's not looking at grief and there's lots of beautiful podcasts and things out there to explore grief and those sorts of things. But this is actually just about the practicality of what happens when you die – to your social media accounts, to how do you get a death certificate? What happens like if if you did wake up in that scenario, what would you need to do? And and I think it's um, really empowering knowledge to have. Okay, so cool. I would recommend that. Well, I also recommend that. Cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> Waking up next to your dead spouse. Oh, my God, the dream. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so uh, I've got one more. Uh I, I film I really enjoyed this week, which I've been meaning to watch for a while. It's called Britney Runs a Marathon. It's on Prime Video or Amazon, whatever it's called. Uh, it's a story uh, of Britney. It's based on a true story. It's, uh, it's a friend of the director, uh, Paul Downs Colazio. Uh, they, they were friends and roommates. And basically, uh, in real life and also in this movie, uh, Britney, who's played by Gillian Bell, decides to, you know, she's kind of binge drinking and kind of aimless and kind of, you know, she's got this job that she kind of hates and she's, you know, she's kind of, a, she lives with a terrible friend and, you know, and, and all these kinds of things. She's very unfit and, and overweight and she decides that she's going to start running and make some changes to her life and stop drinking and get healthy. And it's just about that. And it's not like, it's about her running a marathon and it's and it is about weight loss and all those things, but it's also mostly and Gillian Bell is excellent in this movie. She actually lost eighteen kilo, which is 40, 40 pounds for our American listeners, uh, over the course of this movie for this transformation. And it's not like a transformation where it's like, and then she gets her makeup done and you know what I mean, and or whatever, and now she comes out in a sexy dress. It's just like she just looks fit and strong and healthy. Like that's kind of the the transformation. And it's about coming to terms with your body and toxic friends and getting your life on track or back on track. And it's just really, it's just great. It's a really like feel good movie. It's also really, it's quite moving as well, which I didn't expect. It's it's really, it's, it's funny and it's moving and it's just a beautiful movie and it's on prime video and you should, you should get it if you should just watch it. Cause it's there. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch yeah, this. I terrific. started watching it and it was so good. I was sort of in the middle and I may have ruined it a bit for myself, but I need to go back to the start. Yeah, you should definitely. It yeah, it's it's. I think you'd really love it, especially because you love running. Maybe you should oh, watch it when you start running. When it you can start like running again. It's the story of my life. Yeah, well, you yeah. should you should watch it when you can actually run because I think it'll make you sad that you can't run. <laughs> you know, I'm waddling around at the moment. I'm waddling. You're not waddling. I'm like rolling around. You're not waddling. Just- I huff and puff. I do things. I get up and I'm like, ooh, I say that to myself, or ah, I'm always sighing. <sighs> Yeah, I know. It's real bad. I feel like just very ungainly. Well, that's true. You are. Oh, 
I think you're always like that, though. <laughs> Your arms are too long. You're like a spider. Yeah. Hey, no, my arms are very long, but I feel they're not like a – well, yeah, spiders use their arms really well and effectively, and that's like me. I'm a biological uh, anomaly slash kind of amazing thing creature that can use their arms for good. I can't argue with that. Also, spiders have legs exactly. technically. Also, does it really matter what they <laughs> no, have? No, but they can Why reach things and I can reach things really easily. Do you know what? I've seen, a, I've seen a spider stir a cup of coffee with a spoon. <laughs> I mean, it was a wooden spoon. I didn't know what it was doing, but it was still pretty good. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. We currently are living with a lot of daddy long legs in our house. That's good, though. They're good. Yeah, they're good spiders. Because they get rid of the other. They kill the other spiders. Yeah. Apparently, they have really, really poisonous venom, but it's immune. they're immune to us Well, they humans. can't bite through our skin because they've got, like, tiny little teeth. Yeah, so that's fangs, really creepy, isn't it? Mandibles? But they kill other spiders. So I just leave them in our house. Yeah. Cool, yeah. On another note, my long arms have come in handy for, example, Pulling up to one of those ticket things in a car park when you've pu- you've pulled in a little bit too far. Oh, it's such a pain Never need ass. to open the door. Can just stick my hand out. That's true. Get the ticket. You could do it from any seat in that car, <laughs> and you could do it. <laughs> I can. I'm like a, a Lasta girl from The Incredibles. You are Claire. You're just as yeah. amazing as a Lasta girl. I mean, girl. look, it's not a great look having long arms, but I'll take them. You do I, what you can. The, okay, this is on a side note. Just before we finish. The thing that annoys me the most about having long arms is that I can't sleep very well. <laughs> what because do you mean what by do that? you do with them? What do you do with them? Like, what do you do with them? Because I'm always like, mm. I, I still, I'm 34. I still haven't worked out how to sleep with my long arms. You could wrap them around your body. Yeah, but they go numb. No, I mean, it's like bundle yourself up. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I do that sometimes, but then I wake up in the middle of the night. I've never told you this, and my hands are like drooping over my wrist, and they're numb. Because I don't know what to do with them. You should them. sleep like our friend, who I won't name, <laughs> who sleeps like fucking Dracula, like on his back with his arms like crossed over him, yeah. touching his shoulders. Yeah, he he looks like the dead. Like he's very spooky. I don't know why he sleeps but like that. But he's such a cheerful guy in regular life. That guy could sleep literally anywhere. Yeah, I remember watching at a party, you fell asleep in a chair like, just like that. And he slept all night with his hands I can't even sleep on my back. Body. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I have to sleep sitting up at the moment. Normally, the way that I sleep with my long arms, I sleep in my stomach and lay, lay them beside my body mm. and they just lay there and it's fine. But I can't do that sitting up. It just feels weird. Yeah. So it's no good. Anyway. I love uh, that this podcast is tra- transitioned into Claire just complains about her <laughs> stupid pregnancy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just give me what? the test. <laughs> just <laughs> You're the one that got me into this bloody mess. Allegedly. Surf boy. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I could it, be real mad right now. <laughs> I'm sure you will be with the podcast. Yeah, I will. You're <laughs> in some serious hot water. Oh, no. Yeah, you're, you You are in trouble uh, with a capital T in the doghouse, mate. So I live my life. Yeah, one okay. doghouse Come, at a time. Just, Kate, okay, finish the podcast so I can yell at you in private. Uh-uh. <laughs> Like, can we just extend this a little bit longer? Uh, this is I'm Brad, actually not Brad, and, This is from Brajan the Gage and says, five stars, great podcast. You can do this in app, by the way. It really helps the show. It helps massively. Oh, please, yes. Uh, Review us. We've been um, 
Tell James he should surf. Tell me he can surf. I won't, but you can tell me. I come for the suggestions, but I stay for the lovely rapport between James uh. and Claire. I found out about this podcast from Claire's more popular podcast, Just Make the Thing, and I'm <laughs> glad to you, and I'm glad that I have. I'm not sure who this co-host James Olsen or whatever else he's done, <laughs> but I think it's funny how he pretends to have a more popular podcast. It's great and informative. Uh, listen uh, for everyone. So thank you for that. Thanks, mate. Yeah. I appreciate it. What do you think? I think Just Make the Thing is nowhere near as popular as your podcast, but that's okay. I haven't done any episodes for a while. I have a really great one I need to finish editing. Oh, is it about me? Definitely not. Then how good could it be? It's not about a big dumb idiot that sits (laughs) in a room all day by himself. Yeah, I've been listening to that. All right. Okay. You can also suggest things for us. We love suggestions from you guys. We um, do. You can suggest us at SuggestablePod on Twitter or on Instagram. Thank you very much. This guy's called Starring 50 in its Grim, Staring 50 in its Grim Face. Ooh, he said for her, Ninth House by the incomparable El Bar de Gu- Dugo. My favourite. I don't know how to pronounce that name. My favourite read of 2019, Ninth House. All right, excellent. I'm putting that in my Kindle right now. And for him. What's it about? It doesn't say. And for him, <laughs> Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis. Yeah, if you haven't series. already read it. Oh, cool. It's just a bloody wild ride, mate. And for the littlest Sunday, for now, a big sandwich. Oh, very good. Don't we all just want a big sandwich? Oh, mate, yeah, That's all the it. time. I just want to eat bread exclusively. Oh, bread's the best. Isn't it just? I went through a phase where I didn't like bread and now. What? Yeah, I know. When? Like recently. What are we even talking about? Yeah, it made me, my tummy hurt. Oh, no. I know. But Too much now, bread can be bad for you depending on your levels yeah, of gluten tolerance. Exactly. Yeah. But now I bloody love it. You're bread city. I'm bread city. Mm. I'm bready. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week for whatever is next week. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you. And thank you, Claire, for taking my great joke bum, with bum, just bum, you took it on board and you're not going to bring whatever happens in the podcast <laughs> into our real life. And I think that's really mature of you because lesser people <laughs> I'm not mature. hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. You hold, you are the grudgiest of grudges. You hold grudges from when you were seven years old. Oh, my God. You I got remember so many everything. Grudges. You're like an elephant. You have so many. You're just like full of grudginess. Remember and that I time that dude. Light of heart and remember that, spirit remember and time that dude, and frolicking that, about with no grudges at all. That dude who blanked me and then I blanked him 20 years later. Yeah. I remember that I got him. <laughs> when you say that dude, you mean one of our friends' dads. You know it is. That's okay. So here's what happened. <laughs> I, we we're going to wrap it up. But basically, I went to a party when I was 16. His nostril flaring. I didn't know the dad of the party, right? So I introduced myself. I came in the door and I said, hi, I'm James. And I put my hand out and he fucking blanked me. Like where we're sitting, like closer than this, <laughs> he completely ignored me. And I went, okay, right, that's how it's going <laughs> to be. Hear you. How could he not? I was standing right in front of him. There is no way he did not see and or hear me. I understand he doesn't like me. I'm 16. I'm in his house. Of course he doesn't like me. Of course he doesn't. Anyway, but that's that doesn't matter. 20 years later, turns out that his wife, I ended up knowing, like independently, like I, I met her. She's, a, she's like 60 plus or whatever. She's in, she's in teaching, right? Lovely person. She's really nice. And they were married. Anyway, I went, I went and spoke to her and I stood in front of him, like cut him off, shook hands, said, great to see you, had a chat while he stood awkwardly behind me and then I just walked off and it was the best thing that's ever happened. 
He was just standing there like a like a dumb fucking pigeon person. <laughs> just looking around, not knowing what to do with himself. That being said, I bet he didn't notice that time either. I bet he had no idea what to give a shit at all. And that's so elaborate. And you've held on to that for like 20 years. I did. You just, you just holding on to that anger. Yeah. Do you have you released it? Clearly not. Oh, no. I'm You're great so with it. You're so angry. No, that's it. It's done. It's finished. All right, so does that mean that for all the grudges you have in your life, you're going to have to at some point blank them? Whatever they did. No, it's going to be an equivalent. It's going to be an equivalent. (laughs) How many of these do you think that you have that you're going to find scenarios? Say if he like hit me with a bag of oranges, that's what what I would do to him. (laughs) It could be a different fruit. I don't know, but it would be it would be of equivalence. That's how it works. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm. Do you have any grudges against me? No, I don't think so. I think I uh, know. I don't I don't no. I don't with like friends and family and that. No, I don't. I really don't. Oh, you don't hold on no. to things. Well, it's because you're, you're friends. Except for your brothers. You'd play tricks on them. No, but that's not. That's not. Like, not Did your brother good. fill your drawers with shaving foam? Yeah, he filled my car like when and then I got into his house and I filled all his drawers with shaving foam. That's oh, what that I, was it. That what that was more prank stuff. <laughs> that was more prank stuff, Claire. That is James's whole family. That's right. Anyway, we gotta go. Okay, and on that very cheerful note, don't hold grudges, mate. Let him go. Like no, no, no. light like stand hold through on the hourglass. Him. Hold on to him. It's all right. <laughs> it's fine. Harmless fun, Claire. Harmless. I bet he doesn't even know who I am. No. Like, That's why I think you have so much rage. All right. Bye. <laughs> Are we going? I was right in front of it. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.